18, Psalm 35, verse 18. Look what it says there in verse 18. It says, I will give thee thanks in the congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your mercy and for your goodness. Lord, we heard the testimonies tonight. Uh, how grateful we are for what you have done in our lives and the way you change our lives. And they are good to hear, Lord, the, the way you're working in, in, in the hearts of individual people. And how they're praising your name, Lord. And just and I praise your name tonight, Lord. You are so good to us. Lord, bless the preaching of your word tonight. Give us something we can take home. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I think we, God's people, we have something that the world does not understand. We have a wonderful God that loves us. We are loved. And I love that we don't understand. Well, this Thursday night... Or this Thursday coming up is Thanksgiving, which is one of the major holidays here in the United States, isn't it? It's a major holiday. Out of all the holidays, probably Thanksgiving and Christmas are the two which most bring more families together. People travel, I mean, hours and, and hours and way in airports just to go to, to have a Thanksgiving meal or a Thanksgiving day with family. It is amazing what people do. People travel all kinds of, I mean, talking about my son travel uh, 1,300 miles just for, so his wife could be with her mom and dad and the siblings. So, in fact, Thanksgiving usually involves gathering with more extended family than even Christmas. And I said in the last Sunday that, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to see Uncle John which is not the greatest uncle, and people come home frustrated. But, you know, it's wonderful when we get together with the family on Thanksgiving time, or friends, or family, whoever they are, but you get get it together with people. So the history of Thanksgiving here in the United States is an interesting one. And the first Thanksgiving we celebrate was back in 1621. Two years later, in 1623, Governor William Bradford of Massachusetts made the following proclamation proclamation about thanksgiving he said and as much as the great father has given us this year in abundant an abundant harvest and has made the forest to abound with uh, with game and the sea with uh, with fish and and clams and as much as he has spread us from pestilence and disease and has granted us freedom to worship god according to this to the uh, to the dictates of our own uh, conscience now I, your magistrate, do proclaim that all ye pilgrims with your wives and your little ones do gather, gather at the meeting house on the hill between the house of 9 and 12 uh, in the daytime on Thursday, November 29, is to listen to your pastor and render thanksgiving to Almighty God for all his blessings. You know, it's amazing that thanksgiving is about giving thanks to God, these people realize and recognize that, you know, that was Almighty God. In, uh, it was 166 years later, in the year of 1789, that President, President George Washington made the first official Thanksgiving Day proclamation. So that was in, back in 1789. And let me see, Thomas Jefferson, our third president, discontinued 
Thanksgiving as a national holiday, although various states continue to observe it on various dates. And it, wa it wasn't until 1863 that President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the fourth Thursday of November as the official national Thanksgiving day. This day was finally uh, rectified by Congress in 1941, and so we have a wonderful heritage as a nation as we approach Thanksgiving this Thursday. When I came to America, or before I came to America, uh, my grandfather, my grandma was the first ones that I heard talking about turkeys and Thanksgiving. They were, they were lived in Canada, but they came here. And uh, I think, I don't know if Canada has some type of a Thanksgiving, I don't know. But they came here, and when they went back to Portugal, they told us about Thanksgiving and turkeys. I mean, well, where, we, where I lived, we, people have turkeys, but to eat turkeys, we just unheard, you know. It was lots of chickens, uh, but not a lot of turkeys. <laughs> so uh, my grandfather, I don't think he understood, he said, they have a day in America in which everybody eats turkey. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. So I didn't understand until I came here uh, about Thanksgiving. And it was my cousin, actually, that explained to me what Thanksgiving was. Because well, we arrived here in April, and it was not until this time of the year of 1985 on which she uh, uh, told us about Thanksgiving. And believe me, our first turkey that my mother cooked, it was not the greatest cooking. My mother is not a great cook. <laughs> yeah, I love my mom. She's not a great cook, but uh, it was, uh, the way she did it was, it was not good. But anyway, when we ate it, <laughs> I still remember that. But anyway, so we're going to look here in a couple of things here about Thanksgiving and what we should, how we should have our hearts towards Thanksgiving. So, true Thanksgiving means more than a thankful heart. It involves a given, uh, a given public testimony of our thanks to God. As much as we going to look at, we're going to look at three aspects of our, your public testimony tonight. We are going to talk about the present, the purpose, and the power of your testimony of thanksgiving to God. Okay. So number one, let's look at this: the presence of your testimony. Before you can give a testimony, you must first have what? A testimony. Right? If we're going to give a, test a testimony to what God is doing in our lives, first we have got to have that testimony as, a, as people. So we must have a testimony of God's salvation. If something is going to change your life, it's the salvation of God. Uh, you know, what changed my speech? What changed my behavior? What changed my way of life the day I got saved? I received the Spirit of God. I Believe me, they, not everything changed that day. But it was a progression of change. And God changed this and took this and took this out of the way. You know, and it starts with a testimony. Testimony of what? Of our salvation. We must have a testimony of God's salvation and how God is working in our lives. What you said here tonight, most of you, is how God's working in your life and the blessings of the Lord in your life. So... And the testimony of God is doing is uh, in us and through us. In the book of James, we read these words about the goodness of the Lord. Look what it says, James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh from the Father of lights 
which whom is no variables, neither shadow of turning. So the pilgrims in the in in, in, in our forefathers in, in our uh, uh, in I'm sorry and uh, the forefathers of our nation recognize this truth that every good gift comes from what above. That's why the Lord said what seek or knock and shall be open. Right? He says knock and it will be open to you. Seek and you shall find. Ask and it shall be given unto you. God is a God that is always ready to give. Give. You see, the early proclamation of thanksgiving anonymously gives glory. The people give glory to God, the giver of all gifts. So they got it. They got the first thanksgiving is the people, the pilgrims, got together for one purpose to give thanks to God. There was a celebration. So David also recognized this in our text, Psalm 35 tonight. Throughout the psalm, David speaks of the situation where he is being treated unfairly. His enemies pursue him and seek his life. They return evil for good. David mourned mourned and prayed for them when they were sick. However, David expects deliverance from the Lord and therefore speaks these words of thanksgiving in advance. It says, I give Deed, I give, I'm sorry, I give thee thanks in the congregation. I will praise thee among, the, among much people. So David's thanksgiving in Psalm 35 teaches us that faith recognizes God. Our faith recognizes God. If we are people of faith, we recognize God and we praise His name. Not just here or wherever we go. So you go to the restaurant, you praise God there. When you bow in your head, you recognize Him. When you pray for your food, you recognize, you bow your head, you recognize Him. Your faith causes you to, uh, to do that, to bow your head. Your faith causes us to tell others about the Lord. Your faith causes us, us to invite others to come to church. Our faith causes us to live different from the people of this world. It's not like we're better than them. It's not what it is. Do you have a testimony tonight? Of course you do. Most of you give that testimony tonight. Has God changed your life through His Son, the Lord Jesus? Of course He have. Is God working in your life today? Of course He is. Can you speak His praises even in the midst of trials? Yes, we do. It is safe to say in this crowd tonight that you are definitely going through trials. Some of us might go through. And whenever you try a little sickness or unemployment or depression or headache or heartache, uh, are you still able to thank God in the midst of your circumstances? Job of the Old Testament spoke these words, to, uh, these true words of faith. He says, in Job 13, 15, it says, Though he slay me, yet I will trust him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. Can you speak those words about God? You see, thanksgiving is now... Uh, uh, feeling giving is about it's thanksgiving is we express our thanksgiving that something that we have in our hearts is a time of being thank- we thankful so we give thanks we express it out so God's free offer of salvation forgiveness through Jesus Christ's son is a free gift and when we receive it we should be always grateful and I believe every person here are grateful for their salvation aren't you? 
Of course. And those of you online who are safe probably are saying the same thing. I am grateful for my salvation. Most people, when they're talking about Thanksgiving, the first thing, um, almost every time, the first thing that comes out of their life, out of their mouths, I'm sorry, those who are saved, is I thank God for my salvation. Because right. we understand where we were and where we are as people. So, actually, uh, let me go back here a little bit. A person who has re, uh, re experienced God's blessing in their life through Jesus Christ and who has tr uh, true knowledge of what God has done to, uh, for them through Jesus will, will have a truly thankful heart. Look what it says in Colossians 2, 7. Rooted uh, and built in Him, up in Him, and established in the faith as ye have been thought abundantly therein with thanksgiving. Jesus said in Matthew uh, 12, 34, uh, 34, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So if our heart is full of thankfulness, guess what? Our mouth speaks up. Thankfulness. You see, if um, our heart and our, our heart means our mind and heart is full of gratitude and thankfulness, believe me, it will be expressed. We will express it. When somebody does something good to you, immediately out of our mouth comes, thank you. Isn't that the words? Amen. Because it is what's in your heart. They automatically just, mm, and you say, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, and it keeps coming out. Well, if we, if we are full of gratitude and thankfulness for God have done in us, it comes out. It comes out. So yes, as believers... You should have a heart full of gratitude and thankfulness. But once again, thanksgiving means more than a, a thankful heart. It means giving a public testimony to God for His goodness. See, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. I remember today, well, I do this many times, but it is, it is a spot in my job. I don't know what it is. But it's part of my job. In, 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 it's not inside the job. is is walking from one building to another because we have to walk. When you have to, need to go to the bathroom, you need to, you need to make plans where you're going because it's far. <laughs> so yeah, it's far. So, but this particular place, the particular parking lot, um, uh, bathroom that I was across, across the, 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 um, the parking lot to another building, and it took me a little while. To walk, but every time I walked, through that parking lot, and I know what it is. My heart connects with the Lord. So I find myself, I mean, you can say praying. I'm on prayer. I'm talking to the Lord. So today was praising His name. Just God, you're so good. You're so good to me. You do so many things in my life. I'm, and I'm kept expressing, you know, and I was like, I'm so good for this person in the church and that person. In the church. I'm so, you know, it just keeps coming up. But it's just a sweet spot that the Lord put in my heart. Every time I go through this, it's like the Lord just waits for me then and say, all right, let's, let's talk with each other. Do you have a spot like that? It's just, that's why, I mean, it's not in my home. It's in my job, <laughs> believe it or not. It's just that spot over there. I hope you have a spot like that. So it means putting, uh, putting uh, I'm sorry, our thankfulness into words, come out of our heart, put into words. So your heart should be overflowing with thankfulness and gratitude towards God. So that's the first aspect of your testimony we want to look, we look tonight. So 
So before you can give a testimony, you must have a testimony. And if you are a believer in Jesus Christ tonight, I believe you have one. Most of you give it. Oh, I'll say all of you give it tonight. So number two, the purpose of your testimony. Now, it's important to remember what we mean by the word testimony here. Sometimes the word testimony is used in a narrow sense of sharing how you came to faith in the Jesus Christ, which is a way of doing it. Uh, that is also important that to share with people. But we are using the word testimony today in a wider sense of giving, a, uh, giving public thanks to God for anything He has done for you. So, so what is the reason or purpose for, public, uh, for publicly giving thanks to God for what He has done in your life? There are three reasons here I'm going to share with you, okay? Number one, letter A, your testimony affirms the truth for yourself. Let me illustrate this for uh, 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 this uh, uh, to you uh, uh, in, in ways of scripture. Look what it says, Acts sixteen twenty one. It says, "Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and it shall be, and thou shalt be saved." Romans ten nine says, "If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved." So, so which one is it? It is believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. Or it is confess with your mouth that you and then you will be saved. What is it? Both. Good answer. Both. Both. Well, the person who truly believes in their heart also confesses what? With their mouth. The Lord Jesus. So your testimony affirms the truth of yourself. That is why the, the early church adopt, adopt on their basic creed, Jesus is Lord. There was a neighbor that I have like a couple miles down, down my street. For the longest time, he had a sign on his house, Jesus is Lord. That's a sign he had there. They're like, Jesus is Lord. And then every time I look at that sign, I smile because Jesus is Lord. He is actually Lord of all. Love that song, Lord of all. Oh, the great song. <laughs> it blesses my heart every time I hear that song. So, so why? Because it is important for us to verbalize our faith. When you share your faith with others, it affirms the truth about God in your own life. When we talk to unsaved people, or whatever is about the Lord, it affirms the truth. You begin to speak about something that you really believe and is dear to you. You follow that? When you talk to somebody that doesn't go to church, and you, you put in your heart out, you know that you're expressing publicly what is really deep inside of your heart. You really believe that. Otherwise, you won't say it. So your testimony affirms the truth about God for yourself. Number two, let it be. Your testimony encourage others. Your testimony, we talked about Trials are really some, something you, you, uh, uh, sometimes you go through. But actually, I love to hear people's testimonies and how the Lord is working in their lives. It is good to share testimonies with, especially to those who are in the household of faith, because it encourages others. Right. You know, sometimes we think, you know what, uh, oh, nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, they want to hear it. It is important that, like, you know, sometimes, you know, you might say something about what the Lord is saying, and you encourage somebody's heart that is discouraged. But it's important. Your testimony encourages others. I love to hear people talking about the Lord. I do. That is encouraging. That is the reason to shout and praise the Lord. 
In fact, some, sometimes that's why, I mean, yeah, I should have that here this year, believe me. I, I failed, and please forgive me. I was going to, I mean, I should got the little clappers. I should got the little clappers tonight. Because the one you cheered, that's the one you went, we all clapped. Click, 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 click. That would be, I would have been wonderful. You know, I'm going to write that down so next year I won't forget. Clappers are great. You know what? Because click, 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 click. We, you know, we are encouraging one another. You know, we have to come with these ideas. Because, you know, that's what the Lord wants us to do, to be encouraged and, and to have these, you know, little things that m make the Christian life a, 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 a great thing to live through. I mean, don't go out and say, oh, if you become a Christian, it's just so boring. No, it's not. It's not. So, what about when life is rough and things don't go as planned? But we face those trials faithfully, trusting the Lord. And when we share our trials with others, we can see the love of the Lord and He encourages other people. Don't you ever think that, listen, 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 listen to me. Don't you ever think that you come to church and people don't want to hear? They want to hear it. Not in a mean way. They want to pray for you. They want to praise God with you. So what about when you notice a brother or sister in Christ is going through some trials of life? What about if your local church, uh, if in your local church you see a brother hurting, discouraged, down, and even crying, and on the uh, and on the other side of the island you see a brother who's who's rejoicing? Do you avoid the one that is in trouble and go to the one who is rejoicing? No, actually, go to Romans chapter twelve verse fifteen. I want to give you a verse there. You maybe you should take that to heart because you need to know this verse. All right. We're talking about the church family, brothers and sisters in Christ. This is what God wants us to do, all right? Look what it says. If you, you know, maybe you should memorize it. That's a good verse to memorize. <laughs> look what it says. Look, Romans 12, 15. Look what it says. Rejoice. Let's read it together. Rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. Amen. You see what God wants us to do? Why we should do that? Because when they're weeping, if you weep with them, they're going to look at you and go, Oh, you're feeling my pain. No, I'm, I, I'm feeling for you, brother. I care, but I love you enough Amen. to even share tear with you. Right. Brother, you're rejoicing. Oh, that's wonderful. Let me rejoice with you. You want to jump two feet? Let me try to jump three. You know, I'm just kidding. But anyway, so the Lord says, Rejoice with them they are. Rejoice, they, they, rejoice, they do rejoice. And weep with them that do weep. That's encouraging. Let us see. You ready for this? Your testimony brings glory to God. Amen. Look what it says in Psalm 35, 18. I will give thee thanks in the, in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. That's what our theme verse, uh, not theme verse, but our greatest design in life should be to, glor to, bring, to, to bring glory to God, to give God glory. And, and, that, and what better way to bring gl uh, glory to God than give public praise and thanksgiving to God for what He has done. So at home, you're by yourself, and the song comes to your heart, sing it out. Yep. Praise the Lord right there where you are, Amen. in your workplace. So what if they say, it's not church here? No, you can say to them, it's not a nightclub here either. There you go. Right? If they have that crazy music that you don't listen, I'll tell you what. This week, this was yesterday. Yesterday I passed by a group of young kids that 
the second shift and first shift, but I was late. I pressed them. That music was not healthy. It was vulgar as could be. I saw vulgar that I look and I stop and look at them and they saw that I was seeing. That is not the kind of music you play. But anyway, you can tell them, oh, it's not a light club here when they say to you, well, you're singing, it's not, it's not church here. Oh, well, same thing. You can say, well, it's not church here, it's not a club here, so I'm singing. You sing which one, I sing what I want. But anyway, <laughs> don't let them suck the joy out of you. Don't let them do that. If you rejoice, rejoice. But when we come to church, sometimes life hurts, right? Yeah. We come ready to rejoice with our brothers and sisters. Amen. You know, every time we meet might be the last time we meet. You ever thought that way? Yeah. Every time you meet might be the last time we meet. So let's rejoice together because we might not have another time. Yeah. If we have another time, then we rejoice again. I mean, you know, I, I visit many elderly people on which they were at home. They, you know, uh, when we were at Gribbet, I mean, many elderly people that we visit at home. And let me tell you this. They wanted to come to church. Amen. But they couldn't. They couldn't drive. They segregated to the home. But they wanted to be at church. And as you, like, you, you listen to them going, going, oh, I would love to go to church. You see, I mean, it was Brother Falk put this, this week on Facebook. I think it was Brother Falk that put on Facebook. He says, you can be as comfortable as you want at home watching, but it's never like being in church. It's different. I mean, you know what? If you can't, you can't. I understand. It's, we understand those things. And you can worship the Lord and, and love the Lord right where you are in, in the privacy of your own home. But there's something, there's a big difference between being there and being here. So your testimony brings glory to the Lord. So, open your mouth. Tell the Lord. When the, your heart is rejoicing, don't leave it there. Just express it out. So what is the purpose of your testimony? Your testimony affirms the truth to yourself. Your testimony encourages others. Your testimony brings glory to God. Imagine how much God is glorified when we express ourselves and say, I thank the Lord for my salvation. What expression? Singing is one of God's great gifts to the church. Don't you know that? Singing. In the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we find people singing to the Lord. Why is that? Because it is a verbal and vocal proclamation of God's goodness. Music is a wonderful language. Music is a wonderful gift. You say, well, Pastor, but I cannot carry a tone. I didn't ask you that. Sing it to the Lord, even out of tone. Oh, out of tune. There you go. Out of tune. Sing it to the Lord. You know why? Because what we everything you do is for the audience of one. He gets the glory. He gets the praise. We come here to praise Him. We come here to give thanks to Him. He, to God be the glory. See, we are to sing. We are to express ourselves in many ways. So, why we sing here in our church? Because God wants us to sing. Express ourselves. Praise, we praise His name. So, number three, almost done. The power of your testimony. We have 
talked about the presence of, of your testimony. We talked about the purpose of your testimony. Finally, let's talk about the power of your testimony. Back in Psalm 35, 18, David spoke of giving thanks in a great assembly. This word assembly is a word for the, for the uh, I'm sorry, assembly is, is the word for church in the New Testament. David is talking, uh, is talking about testifying to God's, uh, to God's goodness in front of God's people. You already seen how this can be a powerful encouragement to other believers. But when David goes on to say, I will praise thee among much people. You see that in verse, in verse uh, 18? Now, the phrase sin simply means numerous people, too many, uh, too many people to count. So it means, look, you know what? Everywhere you go, whenever his people, if the Lord impresses on your heart to praise him, praise him. You know, one thing that I learned one time, we went to, uh, we were in the church in, well, on deputation, we went to church in Pennsylvania. And great church. I tell you, if I moved to Pennsylvania, I would go to that church. Great church. Love the pastor, love the people. Great heart they have there. But even we went to a restaurant after that, and these people are there. I'm learning there. You know, I'm, I'm just a new pastor, so I'm learning. These people are sitting at the table. You know, the whole time we're talking there, we talk about God. The whole time we were there. And it was not like, it was talking like, as no again, people go, people were listening. And it was not like, oh, you know, be quiet. They were just talking out loud. Some are praising God. Some are, it was like, wow. What encouragement that was to me. You know what? Then we had here, I mean, actually, he called me today. I had to think because I forgot the man. He called me, actually, he called me. He said, he said today I got this phone call. And he said, he left me a message. I didn't call him back. He said, brother, I was going through paperwork right, papers right here. And I came across your prayer card. And I, I, let me ask you, are you still having the church? I don't know. I, I, he goes, I don't know if you remember me, but I went there to Rhode Island. And we passed, uh, put information on people's doors before you started the church. I'm like, wow, do I remember? These people came all the way from Pennsylvania, all the way to help us here putting information on people's doors. But from the same church. What a blessing. So that is the power of your testimony. Don't you know that your testimony carries power? It's not like that we are powerful people. It's just, you know, the stand that we take, the language that we speak, the behavior that we have, the places that we go, and the way we demonstrate those things. We don't do that for, oh, I'm better. It's not I'm better than you. It's with the way we are as people is a powerful testimony. You know, one guy, he works for my son, but I don't, he used to work with me. His name is Billy, if you want to pray for Billy. Uh, but anyway, he, he came to, to, the, to the shop today, and he was looking for a special tool. And he came directly to me. So I, I said to him, I said, so how, how my son is treating you? He goes, oh, it's good. He goes, yeah, talking back and forth. Suddenly he goes like this. How's your church doing? Amen. This is a guy that never goes to church. You see, I mean, your testimony, what you do, and how you live your life, you know what? It impacts other people. Sometimes we think it doesn't. It, do, it does. It does impact other people. Don't you know that your neighbors know you go to church on Sunday? You might not think so. But they know you're going to church. Look what it says in Psalm 105, verse, verse 1. I give thee thanks unto the Lord, 
Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all of his wondrous works. You see what it says right here? Uh, it says, Glory ye in, the holy, in his holy name. Let the earth, uh, the, the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. That's Psalm 105. Look at verse 4. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Uh, Eric, the delivery man over there, if you want to take. Okay, here it goes. So look what it says in verse 5. Remember his marvelous works that he had done, his wondrous, and the judgment of his mouth. But look, what I love here is this. Is look what it says in verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him. With, uh, uh, sing psalms unto Him. Talk ye of all of His wondrous works. Literally says, tell everybody about how good God is. God is good. Amen. He's so good that we can talk about Him every day. Isn't He? So we have a powerful testimony. As Christians, we have a powerful testimony of who we are as believers. I conclude with this. So what is thanksgiving? A time of feeling thankful? Yes. But also a time to give thanks. Thanksgiving is about giving thanks to God. I hear people say, oh, it doesn't feel like thanksgiving. You ever heard that statement? It doesn't feel like thanksgiving. It's not about a feeling. It's about me giving thanks to God. It's not about a feeling. You know, if you will rely on feelings, you never go anywhere. You know? I feel it's too cold, so I'm going to stay home. <laughs> I'm not going to work today because I feel, I feel uh, uh, that, uh, that I can't do it today. No, no. Thanksgiving is not about a feeling. It's not, I feel that I should be thankful. No, it's about giving thanks to God. Because you know what? He is worthy of our gratitude and thankfulness, isn't he? Because right. he is good. Everything that goes on every day that we have, every single day that we have, we should say, thank you, Lord. You give me this day. This day. I don't know if I have tomorrow. I have this day. Thank you, Lord. And the next day we say, thank you, Lord. And the next day we say, thank you, Lord. Because he's the one who gives those days to us. You know how many thousands of people die each day? Every day that when the sun comes up, is, that was the last day for somebody. But the Lord gave us that day. It's a reason for us to say, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord. See, thankfulness and gratitude should be in the heart of a Christian all the time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your love and your mercy and Thank you, Lord Father, for loving us and for this, for tonight, for the testimony of your people. Lord, for the, wow, wonderful to hear the praises and, and the way you're working in people's lives. Lord, bless the rest of our evening. Bless the food. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.